the year was 1985, and Jerrica Benton was secretly leading the truly, truly, truly outrageous band, Gem and the Holograms. We had this super cool holographic computer named Synergy, and that was the ultimate audio-visual entertainment synthesizer. She would project holographic clothes and stuff on us. Without Synergy, we were just four talented female musicians that looked kinda trendy. But with Synergy, we were four talented female musicians that looked super trendy. Outrageous! But with the success of Gem and the Holograms came bitter rivals. Bands such as the Misfits and the Stingers would continually be thorns in Jerrica's life, attempting to upstage Gem and the Holograms' endeavors, often sometimes nearly almost sorta of resulting in physical harm to the girls. We were just four dumb girls from the valley that barely knew any advanced martial arts. How were we to defend ourselves? Truly outrageous. But the girls had no idea that in a different universe called Eternia, there was another group of minimal animation superstars that were planning to horn in on Jem's success. I was in a similar role in life as Jem. Well, being Prince of Eternia gave me access to a sweet castle and plenty of fame. I really wanted to be a glamorous singer of a fashion-leading music band, but I just didn't have the clothes. But using the power of Grayskull, I could turn into He-Man, and I'd instantly be wearing a furry lion diaper, Ugg boots, and a metal nipple guard. By the power indeed! He-Man's plan was to enlist some of his fellow Eternians to form Hem and the Masters. His best friend and obvious beard, Tila, took up a bass guitar, and disappointed life mentor, Man-at-Arms, played drums. Our sound was frankly not very good. He-Man sang like he was a 50-year-old man trying to give life advice to children. Our songs were written in that way, too. Tracks like In Today's Story, There's No Magic Potions or Magic Drugs, Kids, and Working Together is the Way It Should Be didn't sit well with fans. The band was missing something, and that missing piece was clearly talent. We only knew one person in all of Eternia who knew anything about music, but he and I had a bit of a history. I was the only character in all of Eternia that was old enough to remember the 70s and what awesome music sounded like. Hard rocking music was in my bones. I couldn't get war pigs out of my skull for the entire year of 1977. In 1979, Hordak was being a real dick and I got really depressed. I locked myself in a closet and didn't come out until I knew how to play electric guitar. When we tried to get Skeletor to join us, he was a real meanie. He said that he would only do it for a price. When I asked what that price was, he said he would only tell He-Man and that they had to go into his closet to do so. They were in there for like 10 minutes. I have no idea what happened in there, but when they came out, both were smiling. At least I think Skeletor was smiling. It's really hard to tell with that guy. Skeletor's contribution to the band was instant. The band made new songs that were heavier and influenced by Black Sabbath and Hawkwind. But when things got too dark on the album, burn Castle Eternia to the motherfucking ground, assholes, they almost lost it all. One of the lyrics were, He-Man walks on down the hall, Father, I want to kill you, but he doesn't because he's a little bitch. He-Man is a little bitch! The song, He-Man, your mom's pants should come off more, but kill yourself first put things over the edge. That's not any type of thing to have children here. I mean, the only pants that are coming off are mine, Buster Brown. Seriously? He knows, right? I thought the tug job in the closet would help him come out. But this guy is too dense, I guess. He-Man, you're gay. And your mom is freaking hot. Tila, you're all right, too. Good enough for me. I'm getting pretty tired of bozos of the universe anyways. Have I ever told you that purple is my favorite color? 
In today's story, He-Man was left standing around with his thumb up his butt. Kids, make sure to always get an adult's permission before putting your own thumb up your butt or someone else's. Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness. I'm your host, Justin. With me as always is Sam and Jackie in chairs in a room all together with their own mics. We are not sharing anything because it's weird when people's faces are that close to each other. How are you guys? By the power of Crystal Castle. Hmm. Is that what we're calling this room now? Oh, yeah, the Crystal Castle. You know, I've been to the Crystal Castle. I uh, was given too many drugs and then somebody put things in my butt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was uh, 19, uh, 1987, the year that vodka made my butt hurt. Yes, indeed. And they charged a cover charge for it. I didn't think that was fair. If you're going to put things in somebody's ass, don't make them pay for it. For yeah, no. Anyways, it's Jim and the Hologram Week, Jackie's pick. This is a Smapfoot contender. We have no idea what our thoughts are going to be on it, but in no way can it possibly be any good. Now, let me just say for the record, I grew up watching Jim and the Holograms. I had a Kimberly doll. You recently... We watched I, every single episode of it every on every single ne- oh, one of you like, skipped some, huh? like oh. ten, Ooh, like well, the first ten. That's not very many, and it's more than I've seen. Yeah, the songs on it were absolutely great. I mean, I I could see why I liked him as an adult. Here's, I liked him as a kid. I'm a gem fan. A numbers that I remember, but I forgot to put in the boring bullshit. One hundred and fifty-one original songs out of one hundred and eighty-nine music videos that they produced for the program. In either number, that's an astounding uh, amount of music astounding. for that point in children's television. Again, the middle mill animation selling toys thing of the 1980s. Yeah, it was made to Good sell for toys. them. Yeah, but they made music for it. Well, yeah, you know, I know. Gemma's excitement. Yeah, and it's truly, truly, fashion truly outrageous. and glitter, fashion and fame. Yeah. So the immediate question is, do we have any, like, who the fuck asked for this movie besides Jackie? I mean, really, who greenlit this? Like, we're struggling to bring He-Man back. He-Man was a real big deal. Jim? More uh, cutting room floor from the boring bullshit that I didn't find boring uh, re- interesting enough. Actually, almost nothing about this movie makes it into the boring bullshit because mm-hmm. I found none of it interesting enough. Yeah. Uh, Sony was originally just trying to team up with Hasbro, and they were hardlining for My Little Ponies. Uh... And they couldn't. And they did. They got their way. And supposedly Jem was going to be left on the cutting room floor. There was already some script work that had been done, so this ends up happening, and then Sony still hasn't done anything with My Little Ponies. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I hope that if they do, that they throw in the Sea Ponies, because you know you. I follow- don't remember the Sea Ponies. You don't. They have their own song. Call upon the sea ponies when you're in distress, OS. Huh. Well, I would think that with the popularity of the new My Little Ponies, it would be what they would go after. But I, I hope I hope one of the more popular bronies gets his own like cameo, or maybe one of the jabronies. <laughs> jabronies. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you know, like, hey, you oh. jabroni. Uh, anyways, we have to move on, but uh, we don't have any streaming do's and don'ts this week. It's been... I could do one if we want. Yeah, bring it if you want to talk about it. Because I'll tell you guys not to watch it right now. Okay. The Ward. John Carpenter's Yes. The Ward. I have seen that. Uh, it is not good at all. It's really 
really bad. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It's yeah. just one of those unfortunate, like, yeah, okay, it should be all right movies. It seems like somebody got, like, Ugh. he didn't oversee editing. Yeah. Like, he didn't care. That's yeah. what I got from it is that there was portions of it that were extraordinarily well shot and things that he had done on set that you couldn't screw up later and that he just wandered off and who's who's in that is that naomi watts it's uh, no amber heard amber heard sure 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 skinny yeah. blonde girl she's yeah. pretty attractive but the movie was and the ending was just awful just horrible mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. that around the same time as shutter island uh i think right in there yeah, yeah. oh how do you do a worse 11. job yeah somewhere shutter there. island was bad pretty bad Pretty not good yeah. film. Mm. So stay away from the ward. What was that uh, streaming on? Netflix. Netflix. Okay. It's, All right. Uh, I think that it's going to be getting off there soon, which is why I was like, oh, I should just do this before they take it off. And yeah. then uh, shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Sucks. Bad call. I have a little bit of news. We, uh, we're going to be transitioning the streaming do's and don'ts because things have been getting so thin on Netflix lately. We're still going to do them. And we're going to combine them with a recent purchase I made at Walmart. Which I think oh. everybody should make this purchase. It, they have 50 stinker box sets for $8. 50 of them in a box set, including such favorites as Slipstream, starring Mark Hamill and oh, really? uh, Bill Paxton. Top Lying, starring Franco Nero. Oh, they have a good uh, copy of Top Lying. The- Rob Robo Vampire, uh, Laser Mission. I have laser mission. Many already. of these movies that it's not just uh, Mystery Science Theater worthy movies. Some of them are probably pretty fun movies. I, I, top line looks like a good time. Delta Force Commando starring Fred Williamson. Oh. All good shit in there. Uh, so make sure if you uh, follow this program, there's four of these sets. So you can end up with 200 movies for about 28 bucks, which is and a staggering amount of film. It is. And they're all good shit. Are they, uh, so is it like that, uh, old, what were Divix? Is it like Divix, uh? I think there, a lot of them are public domain, but oh, probably no, I just some mean of that, that as well. Quality. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Divix it's Divix compression. Four, it's, it's four movies per two sided disc. Yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah, so uh, get those. I imagine most of them are probably also going to be on YouTube yeah. as well. So they would be kind of searing do's and don'ts, but, uh, I just kind of want to watch those for a while and talk about them. So stay tuned to that. I do have uh, some epic news. We will be guesting a very special guest. I don't know. What do you call that? Hosting? hosting. I guess we're hosting a special hosting guest. Hosting a guest, yeah. 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 His name is Joe Fulgham from the Caustic Soda Podcast. Yeah, so uh, come back for that. We're going to do American Ninja. Really? Star Michael J. Dudikoff. For Didn't, second appearance. No dice on Hanzo, huh? No. Not, we're not going to do Hanzo. I don't think uh, Hanzo's family friendly enough <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. it's not a that's well you know when the warning is it's more than a little rapey yeah <laughs> i'm not going to introduce a uh, canadian fan of not bad movies to uh start him there no it's yeah. american ninja american ninja is the movie i don't want to hear about hanzo ever again <laughs> okay uh jackie and i went and saw a film this week don't you dare throw this under the bus specter don't starring- you dare oh my God, oh, I just said its name. That's it. That's throwing it under the bus. You oh, say Spectre on the internet, and everybody's like, fucking shit, man. Quit talking shit about that fucking movie. That's right. I didn't go because... I, I busted out my brass knuckles just for you listeners at home. Huh. I was I was in it for the fight. I love I love James Bond. Okay. Do you love General Daniel Craig, James I li- Bond? I like his James Bond a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's more or less Jack Ryan from England. But okay. was this more James Bondy? Uh, No. Okay. This is more Daniel Craigie. Yeah, I didn't go because I can't stay up that late. Yeah, it's yes. two and a half hours. Two and, and a half hours. Fast. I bet it does. I yeah. bet it's a real cruiser. I just didn't want to get home. Back it's just 10. okay, in my opinion. I think it's yeah. maybe uh, 
maybe the second best. It's not no, maybe the third best because Skyfall's so fucking good. And uh, uh Casino yeah, Royale's right. pretty solid work. Uh Quantum Solace saying you're better than Quantum Solace isn't really saying anything at all. So uh on the grand scheme of things, it's a huge decline. However, I will say that this has one of the best opening sequences oh, out of yeah. any movie that I've seen all year. Clearly, oh, yeah. like by leaps and bounds. Like really fucking awesome opening action sequence. Yeah, we can't even tell you about it. That's how good it is. Okay. Well, it, well, it, involves it happens in Mexico action City. Action and suspense and thrills and stunts and sometimes guns and explosions. I'll watch it. I even watched Dr. No again just so that I could be familiar with that period that they're dealing with. Yeah. I will say it all goes downhill from there. Not not super fast and not steady into like Trashville. It's just it starts out too good and they can't ever sustain it back. Yeah. 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 But I, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked it. I was sad that that was the last one that Daniel Craig's going to do. I am not. He was wooden. He needed to be done. Well, that's just weird that they'd start the series over again with somebody that they're not. Wouldn't they bring in the new guy for this? You would think. You would think. That's just puzzling. Yeah. Uh, it was also, there's a lot of, uh like, Batman Joker type stuff that I just don't think you can do ever again unless you can do it better than The Dark Knight. If you're not willing to put the effort into you need me and we're mere Im- we're doppelgangers, yeah. If you can't do that Off better the than heart. the Dark Knight, then um, stay stay clear from it. We're psychotic soulmates. Yeah, exactly. The X Files is currently streaming. I only get to see the uh, first episode. So no spoilers. It's on Hulu. I got one spoiler. Boy, that first episode was boring. Yeah, sure wasn't very good, was it? (laughs) Wasn't very good. Did you like it, though? It uh, reserved judgment for the second episode. Okay. I liked the very last scene in the first one. Yeah, the last scene was like, okay, maybe I'll watch. Maybe I'll watch the second, but... The second one is basically, I'm serving it notice. Yeah. If it doesn't do anything for oh, me. Oh, you bullshit lying asshole. You're going to watch every single one of them. Yeah, because you totally watched all of the Daredevil bullshit. I did. I still have four episodes of Daredevil left. Yeah. It's yeah. really hard to stay awake during that goddamn Daredevil. I think you're going to watch every <laughs> single one I'll watch every of episode, but if the the new, the second one's not good, I'll take my title. It'll be next year sometime. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mm-hmm. just rush in. Yeah. Smapha update. Smethas. We've got uh, four left. Four movies to watch left after this one, including The Last Witch Hunter, Paul Blart 2, Hitman, Agent 47, and Fifty Shades of Grey. We are down to four movies. I thought Fifty, Sh- 50 Shades of Grey made it, huh? Yeah. That's really too bad. Yeah, it's really too bad. It's an unfortunate one. So stay tuned to that later, right after Last Witch Hunter comes out on DVD. You should hear from us on that. And here's to hoping that 2016 is the year of the stinker. Mm-hmm. Because I want to oh, get man. these comedies out of here. Fuck, I just want to so get the stoked. comedies out of here. I am so stoked for bad movies in 2016. There's that Gods of Egypt that's like, yeah, by this comes terrible. out, yeah. it's going to be out and awful. Uh, London Has Fallen looks fucking terrible. awesome. Isn't uh, whatever Independence Day 2 in, this year? Uh, yeah, yeah, Independence Day 2. Pride and Prejudice Zombies. Oh, that I don't know if like that's going to be very good. Well, I just want to get these comedies out of this. Yeah, we got to get the comedies out of that. Because if it happens, it'll be real bad if it doesn't happen this year. If there's not enough bad movies to get the comedies out of there, we're going to have to end up watching the current spoof of Fifty Shades of yeah. Grey, which yeah. looks mm-hmm. just uh-uh. intolerable. Punch me in the face. I would rather eat dog shit than ever laugh at you, Marlon Wayans, you talentless piece of fucking asshole. Huh. Well, that's a little stronger. No, than- it's really not. That guy sucks. All right. <laughs> what a hack. I'm not going to stop you. Because you can't. Can't. Jackie? Yes. 
what is your what are you bringing to the table this week for your selection of Jim and the Holograms? So this week, I've decided, gentlemen, that we are going to do an all new segment. Oh. Because I don't really, I couldn't really think of another superpower to do, and I couldn't really think of any of the good neighbor, bad neighbors that I haven't already done like a million times, and then I get busted because I've already said those ones. So this one is the movie call cast list. So the you, movie call cast list. So movie call cast list. You're living in LA. Here's a scenario. <laughs> okay. Here's a scenario. Pay attention to the scenario. I hope you have any clue how casting works. <laughs> I don't. All right. Which is going to make this awesome. Right. Okay. So they have an open call casting. And That's something. Yeah. 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 So you come to this casting, and then based off what animal you bring to the casting, they're going to make a movie out of it. But you have to bring a cool animal. So is this how Ed got made? Yeah. Yeah. But the, the rules, though, from the casting director are these. It can't be a cat. Mm-hmm. It can't oh. be a dog. Okay. It cannot be a donkey or a horse. Okay. And it cannot be a monkey of any kind. Okay. Huh. And... You can dress it up to make it look like other things, like a hot dog stand or a shark <laughs> or whatever, right? Like This is my lemur that I've dressed to look like a hot dog stand. You can't it, bring a lemur. He's a monkey. It doesn't so much work. He's my, too small. My father always told me that there's always money in the banana stand. Yeah, so uh, you couldn't bring you couldn't dress up a lemur though, Sam, because that's a monkey. A monkey. I thought that's a lemur a was primate. a lemur. No, they're primates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, monkeys are primates. But oh, and no goddamn meerkats monkeys. either. No, okay, no meerkats now. Yeah, meerkats are stupid too. So, so any just, animal that anybody's heard of. Yeah. Any animal that Jackie doesn't hate. Okay. <laughs> so you can't take these animals because these animals have already been done in Hollywood. They're looking for a fresh new idea. So what you have to do is pitch your little, okay, and you only get like two minutes at the most. If you start rambling, we're going to cut you off. Like 30 seconds is, is your, your golden spot before. I'm going to make it 10, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because when they pull you off the stage. So you have to pitch your movie idea with you and your animal, and you have to kind of describe the animal that, that is there with you and how this animal and you are going to make this hit movie. Got it. Cyborg Pegasus. <laughs> It has to be a real animal. No, custom. fuck that shit. <laughs> Cyborg <laughs> Pegasus is awesome. You have to, and I said no horses. So Wolfman it's Pegasus. But, Wolfman Butler's out. <laughs> <laughs> um, <yeah>. bat. <laughs> okay. I got one, but uh, I don't even know. All right, maybe you got. You want to go with anything? Ah, <laughs> uh, this is my pit viper. Dressed as a copy machine. <laughs> Uh oh, Sandy's in for trouble. <laughs> That's it. The film's title is Xerox of Death. Yeah. That's a good Subtitle, one. copy this. <laughs> that is so stupid. That's all I could come up with. Well, I, I mean, it. you can dress them up like whatever. <laughs> um, How about a. Red snapper. Because <laughs> people like red snappers. Um, and you tattoo. Can, can you tattoo on a fish? I don't know. I don't know. You, you could can. probably paint on it. Yeah, okay. So, it's well, dead because no, it's, it's not in a tank. Well, no. You bring a tank with you. Oh, the, good. The, the snapper has to be alive. It can't be just dead snapper. <laughs> dead snapper that you just... I don't know that they can live in a tank. I mean, they're big fish. Okay. Well, then you you CGI. You, you put on a CGI heart on the side of the snapper. And okay. the film's title is Snapper of Hope. That's <laughs> one man's tale, battle against cancer, along with his friendly snapper. <laughs> oh, my God. No, Snapper, don't leave. Snapper's the, like. The closing graphic. 
As it turned out, it was the snapper that gave him the cancer. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But they love each other anyways. Yeah, and even though the fish is dead. It's a story about love and forgiveness and what ra- relationships truly mean. You got to take the good with the bad. Why do we hurt the, the guy... ones we love? I don't know. And then after the guy dies at the hospital, the doctors are like, snapper anyone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> there's one janitor in the corner. It's not even Snapper, it's an orange Rafi. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, post-credit sequence. So mine is, and, and we can vote. So my idea was... I vote this game sucks. <laughs> so my, my idea was a vampire movie where... I thought we couldn't do re- non-real things. Isn't it an animal dressed up as something? Yeah, I'm getting to my animal. Okay. I'm right. setting the stage here. It's it's a spooky... What about a snapper dressed like a cyborg pegasus? Can I do that? <laughs> yes, you can. It's just this fish getting tossed around a parking lot for two and a half hours. Okay, so mine is a spooky Dracula-type movie, but Dracula is actually a leech, and he wears a little cape. So it just looks like a little slimy poo that is stuck to people periodically. Okay. Yeah, and then, but and then like when he flies through the air, he doesn't turn into a bat. You just see like the red backs backing of his cape as he flies through the air and hurls himself at your eyeball and then takes out a piece of your brain. I wouldn't be surprised if this movie had been made, actually. I really wouldn't. Like, 70s budget. Like, if Deathbed, the bed that eats, it's- is a movie, Leech Vampire isn't too much of a stretch. It's not. There's one of the Slithers, not. There's just a bunch there you of go. them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I can't remember now the name of that first. Uh, David Cronenberg movies, mm-hmm. the basically the same thing. Slugs, not slugs. They take control of your brain though, so they're like bot, they're like body snatchers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also slimy leeches. Okay, this leech is not a body snatcher. Okay, he just likes blood. He just okay. eats your blood. But then, is he irreverent? Revenant. No, irreverent. Like no, irreverent is something totally different. I know. Than that's what dead. I'm saying is that irreverent. Like he has a voiceover that just constantly goes like. What's his face in uh, Frankenhooker? Like the oh, great. Excuse me, I got it. Peanuts two for a dollar. All right, okay. Yeah, but eventually he falls in love, so he gives up vampirism to go live in the lake to eat red snapper. No, not my snapper. Dressed like a cyborg pigs. I vote for mine. It's the best end of game. Oh, it's not better better than the pit viper dressed as a copy machine. I like the pit viper dressed as a copy machine. All right, Sam wins. Yay. 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 <laughs> Sam, can you please talk about Gem and the Holograms? I might a little. Uh, this was this year's film, 2015. Anyone care to guess on how many episodes of Gem made it to TV? Three seasons. So, 65. Exactly. Fuck yeah! Has somebody been watching Gem and the Holograms? Which, doesn't that make the 151... Individual songs with 187 music videos, even more stupendous. That's almost three per episode. Well, because yeah. the Misfits always sing a song, and so does Jim. Yep. Yeah, but they're all original. They never repeat. That's Not incredible. All. They were. There's 151 originals. Yeah, that's incredible. It's incredible. Hasbro enlisted many of the same minds that brought us G.I. Joe to create Jim. I'm thinking they sold a lot of toys. The show was a bigger deal than I thought. Most everyone involved... Enjoyed a certain level of success, both the writers and the vocal talent. Jem's vocal talent, Samantha Newark, Samantha Newark, the speaking voice, and Britta Phillips, the singing voice, went on to better-than-average careers, the former being involved mostly in voice acting, however enjoyed a brief period as a singer, and at one point was hired by Leonard Cohen as a backup. The latter, Phillips, 
would two years removed from Jen form the bell tower with jo- Jody Porter. They do that one song called If You Hold On For One More Day. No, that's not the bell tower. If You Hold On. They were part of the uh, shoe That's Wilson Phillips. She's the second half of she's Wilson not Phillips. In the one, she's not unrelated. Why was there only two names and three gals? The two of them were Wilsons and one of them was a Were Phillips. they related? Or two of them were Phillips and I don't know. We have one, two of them are sisters. Mm. And one of them's not. Did the big one eat the other one's last name? <laughs> China Phillips? <laughs> yeah. That's such a douchebag thing to say. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. And well, the bell tower was part of the uh, shoegazing movement. You know, like where they, when music acts sort of got disengaged and they sort of were looking down mm, mm. and everyone at the concert was too. Uh, no, I didn't go to that. Uh, well, we were like five. So okay. yeah. Was that, uh, Wilson Phillips? Did they start that too? I mean, no, that this part is of their thing? the bell tower. Yeah. But I mean, what, I, name somebody who's part of the shoegazing thing. You know, shoegazing is sort of related to the cure. Oh, uh, where you just kind of shuffle your feet yeah, around. Shuffle and be like, your feet around. Man. Yeah, it, this music's cool. Yeah, exactly. Okay, got it. Yes. The, uh, the another, there was a subsect of shoegazers that was called the scene that celebrated itself. This is not what I wrote. I just sort of remember this, that bands would all show up to each other's shows. There was actually almost no real audience members. Mm. It was just other bands. Yeah. Constantly. Mm. Mischief. We're making mischief. Making mischief. I'm making mischief in the middle of your song. That's why there's well, 151, because... There's That's only the two the lyrics is, yeah. are, yeah. Yep. I was making mischief during what? Sam's section. <laughs> All right. That is mischie- mischievous. <laughs> Thank you. Now, after the breakup of the Bell Tower, Porter and their bassist, Adam Schlesinger, would form the band Fountains of Wayne, mm. which was uh, Schlesinger's project. Adam Schlesinger sounds familiar. Right around this time, Schlesinger would write the title song for That Thing You Do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was, I think, Grammy and Academy Award winning, or Academy Award nominated. I don't think it at won least, either one. At least, yeah. Uh, and you're probably wondering why I'm talking about Fountains of Wayne at this point, because it is a little bit removed. However, this is the strange connection. Due to the success of That Thing You Do and its title track, Schlesinger would be enlisted to write the majority of the songs for the Josie and the Pussycats film. Ah, that is so a bad movie. real life gem was in a real life band with... The real-life Josie and the Pussycats, and Josie was a dude who was in love with Stacy's mom. Uh, who had it going on. Weird shit, huh? Yeah, not really. Well, it is. I mean, fuck, yeah, whoa, weird. It's weird that, Amazing. that she was in, the gem voice was in a band with a guy who ended up doing Josie and the Pussycats. It's Hold on. strange. The phone is ringing. Ring, ring. I have to take this. <laughs> Hello? Oh, Mr. Pulitzer, you'd like to give Sam yourself? <laughs> Congratulations, Sam. Here's yes. your fucking official no prize for your expert reporting. Okay. Well, uh, Phillips would go on to join Luna for the last for their last two albums. Uh, she also married their frontman. Luna being the band that Rolling Stone claims is the best band you've never heard of. I have heard of them, though, and they're pretty decent. Mm. As a side note, I was impressed by what little I could find of the bell tower. It was pretty interesting stuff. Like, this woman is a very talented musician. All uh, right. All of that shit barely has anything to do with the movie that we are doing this week. So here's a little bit about the movie. Director John M. Chu has also helmed Step It Up 2, Step It Up 3D, Step It Up Revolution, Ah. and Step It Up 
All In. I think we actually saw Step It Up All In. Did we? We saw one of those one dance of those, movies that and wasn't we any, actually liked it. That wasn't any of the Step It Ups, though. Okay. No, well, that was the South Park episode. No, it, was, no, it wasn't. Like, Bring the Yard. Or, I don't remember what the hell it was. Yeah. Then. Additionally, he directed both of Justin Bieber's theatric events. Not good. He is going to, this year, direct Now You See Me, Act 2. That sucks. His other movie, G.I. Joe Retaliation, I have seen and did not like. So this should be some real horseshit. Could be. I almost forgot he produces an internet TV series called Legion of Extraordinary Dancers. <coughs> Is it Legion <sighs> or League? I think it's Legion. I think So probably. in his own, like, probably... I'm, look at how nerdy I am in my reference. Totally fucked up his own reference. Yeah. It's not Legion, bud. Good job, though. The principal cast, with the exception of Juliette Lewis and Molly Ringwald, is a bunch of blank-faced tarts that you've never heard of and hopefully will soon forget. One name among them stood out, Aurora Paranal. Mm. Yes, that's right, she's the daughter of Harold Paranal. Mm. Link from the Matrix trilogy. Oh, boy. Yeah, that guy. Big deal. And yes, I would rather talk about him than this movie. <laughs> ah, back to the movie. This is a Bloomhouse film. Yay! Yay. Which means that it will join the Gallows and Jason Bloom, and now has two in the Smabfas, Yeah, and I think he's the only guy double dipping this year. Yeah. How the fuck was he involved? Like, how, how does he get involved with Whiplash? I don't You've seen know. his shit. It's like the purges are his. Like, it's yeah. all that stuff. Whiplash? Like, what yeah. out of left field was I that about? Oh, man. And then why not go back? If you do that once, you're like, no, I'm going to... I'm going to go back to the shit. Yeah, I like making trash. Well, I, guess I guess it's cheap and fast. And it makes more money. Yeah. Well, good, good. Bully on you, but... So yeah. he's a total fucking hack as well. Yeah, he's a hack. Nice. Uh, speaking of the Bloomhouse Productions, they had made an internet site for all of the nationwide casting calls they were going to do for this film for talent, mm -hmm. for extras, and, and any dancers, costumes, all of it. Jackie, did you uh, get a phone call about that? Uh, they asked me to make some costumes, mm -hmm. but... <laughs> the copy machine snake thing didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, that fucking copy machine bit me. <laughs> it was truly outrageous. <laughs> truly, oh. truly. Three times the outrageous. Yes. Now, <laughs> I assume that it went, like, that most of them were canceled, or, like, some guy was just, like, there, because they weren't real. It was just their attempt at making a viral advertising campaign. What a bunch of fuckers. What a bunch of fuckers. Assholes. Yep. Well, keep an eye out for, as I said, there's, oh, the main talent is nobody you've heard of, but everybody else does a cameo. So this week, we're going to be playing a little game I like to call Count the Assholes, because they're all in this. You said two, Molly Ringwald and Juliet Lewis. They're not cameos. They're in the movie. Okay. Oh, okay. They're cast men, principal right. cast. Uh, Mariska Hardatay? No, Hardike. she's not in it. Okay. Dwayne Johnson is. Dude, that guy rules, though. Yeah, he's in it. this shit. That sucks. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this shit. <laughs> oh, Dwayne, your bro stock went down to uh, Tooth Fairy levels. Also, uh, Samantha Newark and Britta Phillips, the original voices of Jam, make cameos. Good for them. As well as the creator, Christy Marks. Other than that, just keep an eye out for assholes. Are we going to have an asshole count? Yeah, asshole count off. Count them and name them, the assholes. All right, I'm in. Okay, well, this movie is out on DVD and Blu-ray. It should be at your uh, local video store, because <laughs> guess what? We actually still have one of those. Uh, other than that, you're going to have to wait for Redbox. So, yeah.
You're never going to see it at the theater ever again. No. You had a weak window. It's One gone. Week. <laughs> Do you have numbers on this film, Sam? Oh, yeah. It made 2.5 against 5. Oosh. Ouch. $2.5 million grand total. Yep. Congratulations. They, uh... It was supposed to do, they were guessing $5 million opening weekend and they were going to break even on pr- the production costs. Who knows what they spent marketing. But uh, they opened on a Thursday night mm-hmm. and it made thirty four grand. Yikes. And so they backed off the, they're like, oh yeah, we're probably only going to make free- three. And then they barely cleared one. And then after that, the sales fizzled. Yeah. No, it was out of our theater in one week. Yep. That almost as fast as Nick Cage's Trespass movie. <laughs> that was in the theaters? theater after two days. Yeesh. <laughs> no, that holds the record. Ugh. Two days in the theater. So, anyways, uh, check it out. Uh, it's a Smabfoot contender, so it's kind of a big deal. And uh, come back to us on Monday when we talk and make fun of it. It'll be truly, truly, truly outrageous. Get to the chopper. Thank you for listening to Stinker Madness. If this is your first time, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll come back to listen more. But now. We'd like to ask all of our listeners for a small favor. We aren't ranking as high as we'd like, and we need your help. Would you please take just a couple of minutes to rate and review us on your preferred listening platform, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you can. It takes many hours each week to bring you this show, and just a couple seconds of your time is a huge help for us. And for those of you that have already done this, we say thank you.